You you may have noticed here, Will, but I've got a new laptop on the table today. I just feel like, you know, I got to address it. Yeah. Because people they're going to wonder, "Hey, why did that change? And why do you why did it why does it look like your laptop from before just shrunk?" Well, guess what it did shrink, in fact. You may have noticed that previously I was using the Lenovo X1 Extreme, which is a 15-inch uh ThinkPad. Mm-hmm. Now, I got the new one here, the X1 Nano, which is crazy thin and light. Now, I did do a video on Unbox Therapy for it, but I didn't make the switch over here for the, the computer for Lou later. And I was actually waiting for them to ship me ship me the retail version. And that's what I finally have. Now, honestly, this thing is ridiculous. We're talking about a two-pound. We're talking about the lightest ThinkPad ever. Mm-hmm. You know I like the ThinkPads. Mm-hmm. And... This one is two pounds now. That's one kilogram for people know, that use the metric system. Yeah. That's one kilogram. Yeah. Uh, but it's got things I like, like Thunderbolt 4. It's got still maintains a 13-inch display, 11th gen Intel chip in there, 16 by 10 aspect ratio, which I also like. A little bit taller, you know, Will, for the productivity, especially on a thin and light laptop. It's got the fingerprint unlock like I like, I like it. Decent-sized trackpad for the scale. It's just kind of amazing what they packed into something this ridiculously thin and light. So shout out to Lenovo for sending over the X1 Nano. That's what I'm going to be using for the next little while. Right on. What do you think about that, Will? I think it's great. You know, I love the keyboards. I love to tickle the keyboards. You're a keyboard guy. I I guess so because I ran into so many laptop keyboards I don't like. And then I get back to the ThinkPad and I feel at home again. Right. For those that haven't tried it, you may appreciate it as much as I do. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. Today's top story, Apple is moving forward with plans for its very own folded periscope camera to significantly improve the zoom range on the upcoming iPhones. Who knows which version? Uh, this is one area, you know, DxO, they were they were docking points from Apple for the fact they don't have that same kind of Zoom stuff that the other manufacturers have. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about the mother, other manufacturers, I'm talking about Samsung and I'm talking about Huawei. They were working with those Periscope things. And then more recently, we saw the Samsung stuff, S20 Ultra. Mm-hmm. You remember that folded Periscope giant yeah. camera yeah. situation that they had going on? Well, it's it's a it's sort of a proprietary technology, which believe it or not, Samsung bought the rights to in 2019 from an Israeli-based company who owned a patent on those particular designs. And so Apple's been sitting around saying, "Well, we need to do some of this action, but what are we going to do? Are we going to make a partnership with Samsung, our our sworn enemy?" Well, believe it or not, they do have the partnership on the displays. Yes. So it's not impossible. They could cut a deal and say, you just give us a little piece. We hold the patent. Mm -hmm. We get a nice little relationship going on. And then Apple can get these crazy zoom ranges. Mm -hmm. So that might be what's happening. Of course, this is rumors at the moment. The report came from ET News. And they say that uh, Apple is seeking an appropriate folded periscope camera solution. Now, there's a couple different ways they could do it. They filed their very own patents. They could find another way. That falls outside of the pre-existing patents, or they could strike that deal with Samsung and bring something almost identical to what's in the S20 Ultra into an upcoming iPhone. Now, I can speak from experience. Zoom is nice. I don't use the Zoom that much, you know, beyond a certain point. Right. I'm trying to shoot moving subjects a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I get the new puppy over there. You know, yeah. You can frame that up from 100x space Zoom. No, no. Good luck. Yeah. 
So I don't know, maybe depending on the individual type of things they take photos of. You saw people in the cities, they were framing up individual windows on skyscrapers with the uh -huh. space zoom. Or taking pictures of the moon. Maybe you want to take a picture of the moon. So yeah. your mileage may vary, but you know, the longer this thing goes on, the Apple doesn't have that feature in the iPhones, the more often that the DXOs of the world have to come out and say, ah, it's not, we're going to dock it a few points because you just don't have it. Apple can't be happy with that long term. Mm -hmm. And you know they got to do something about it. So it's no surprise to me that they're working on it. The question at this point is the exact implementation. And also, seeing as how this year the Max model made a significant departure from the regular Pro model or never mind the iPhone 12 as well, this could be a feature that further differentiates the big phones from the small phones. Because if there's anything we learned from the other manufacturers who have done this, Typically, these types of designs go into the big phones because you need space for this periscope folded lens design. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you may get some of that. You may get some of that action in an upcoming iPhone fairly soon. Today's sponsor, DoorDash. No brainer. Get some food. You're hungry. Order right now. Well, you didn't think I was going to tell you that. Yeah, order it right now. Put in my details. Go ahead. Golden Gate. What are you looking for? <laughs> Is that a restaurant I don't know about? No, I just... Uh... Find it fun to just look at random uh, places of. Oh, you interest. wish you were you wish you were ordering food in San Francisco yeah. right now. Yeah, you we'll might get. What goes. would you get if you were in San Francisco? What would you seek out right now? Type uh, of food. Probably uh, just you know just a simple hamburger. Oh, you look for a hamburger yeah. in San Francisco. Last time I was in San Francisco, you know what I had? I was eating the uh, I was eating some Thai food. It was beautifully spicy. Oh yeah. I don't remember what, what the name of the place was, but it was actually, believe it or not, it was kind of attached to the hotel I was staying in. So sometimes you're wondering about the caliber of that because they just get the business off the hotel. Uh, I was staying in the W Hotel. Okay. Are we going too deep right now? No, 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 no. Anyway, I, anyway, I had this amazing Thai food. I don't know. They're probably on DoorDash. There's so much on DoorDash from the classics that you see all over, uh, all over the place. You know, whether it's your uh, your Chinese food, your burgers, as you mentioned. Maybe you want to get some sushi. You know, I talked about the bubble tea. Maybe you want to get some smoothie. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Right on. You look for a smoothie burrito. They have everything on there. Best part of it, you can chill. You can chill. You can get some work done, like we like to do. And they take care of the rest. And if you are a Lou Later viewer or listener, we're going to get you started towards this meal because you're starving right now. So we're going to get you kicked off by uh, giving you $5 off and zero delivery fees on your very first order of $15 or more. All you need to do to get that 5 bucks is download the DoorDash app and enter the code Lou Later. Once again, that's Lou Later. When you download the app on either iOS or Android, it's available everywhere. You'd be surprised at the entire list. of. I mean, you can get basically everything on there. But don't forget the Lou Later code so that you get the five bucks and they know that we sent you. Go eat something. As I said, you're starving. I know I am. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for everyone. Now, speaking of the DxO stuff that I mentioned before, believe it or not, the iPhone 12 regular model suffered even more from this because it, it only got that two-camera situation. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, here, here's you and I. We're living in 2020. Are we not? We are. And everybody's throwing cameras. They're slapping cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. You can't find a, a phone with two cameras in it anymore. And, but, of course, the regular iPhone 12 has it. Now, I know the argument. People are saying, man, I don't need all these cameras and stuff. 
But when you're doing these charts, if you're a company like DXO, Mark, you got to be, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to distinguish the top tier from the mid tier from the low tier. And you got to go based on something. And the versatility of camera modules has to be one of those things. Mm -hmm. I got the little puppy whining over here. Let me, we're going to do a little, we're going to do a little bonus round. I'll a open little the, reveal? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's going to walk around. Here, let's see real quick. Everybody, this is Pepper. Meet Pepper. She wanted to be on the show. You probably heard her down there. Now she's like, oh, geez, I'm on the show. What exactly am I going to do? If you're just listening to this, there's a puppy on the desk right now. And Will oh, looks very concerned. And actually, she good. looks kind of concerned, too. She's like, you can't throw me right in the bright lights. I, I mean, know, I know I was making pressure. noise. I know I was making noise over there. But you can't throw me straight in the bright lights. Anyway, that's Pepper. Uh, she's a wonderful little pup for the time being yeah although otis is uh attempting to influence her into who knows what type of activities yeah he's trouble he might be a troublemaker yeah. we'll, we'll find out what happens anyway so you got this uh iphone 12 and it shows up on a dxo and they say you know what it can't keep up with the pro model uh score wise mm -hmm. it's lacking that extra that extra lens they also docked it points for noise uh they're seeing noise in the image maybe more so than those other models for whatever reason and it still did reasonably well in the video department, which is one of those areas where uh, the iPhones have have usually done fairly well. Uh, it's getting points for the autofocus. I can speak to this from personal experience. The Pro models also benefited from their superior autofocus in video and also in uh, during stills. But if you want to look at the actual scores, I mean, it makes it into the top 10 in the top 10 for photos but it's not anywhere near the rest of the flagship devices that are out there now apple does give you those options so maybe people won't be surprised by this that the pro model is sort of more at the top of that chart mm -hmm. but if uh, you know i mean if you're wondering like it's not a cheap phone still an iphone 12 no we're talking about what 800 bucks Around there, so. around there, around there, depends which one you get, but yeah, the mini 700. But anyway, yeah, it's it's all it's still a very expensive phone, and there's going to be phones you can find for less in that list. If uh, well, there you go, smartphone camera, Mate 40 Pro at the top, Mi 10 Ultra, P40 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max. I guess the cheapest phone of that bunch is probably the Mi 10 Pro coming in at what is that, number six? Yeah. Anyway, they're, yeah, they're premium phones with premium price tags. But if you were wondering or you want to check out those scores for yourself, just be aware that the uh, Pro model is going to score substantially better than the regular model. Substantially, in quotes. You know, you know the DxO stuff is somewhat subjective anyhow. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and for the record, it actually scores a little lower than the 11 Pro Max. So maybe you want to pick up an older phone. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you want to pick up a better version of the previous gen. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying, if you're all about the DxO, it's worth noting. Uh, we have some news in the global smartphone sales game. We have a new report from Gartner. That's what they do. They do reports, Will. By the way, you have the puppy is right under your wheel right now in your chair. I'm just letting okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, if you know. wheel around, just, she's, I'll be frozen. she's toast. She's squashed. Oh. She's just chewing on the audio cables over there. So don't, okay. don't, yeah, don't even worry about it. All right. So Gartner, they you know they come out, they they do the research, they do the studies well, mm -hmm. and they figure out what type of smartphones people are buying. They find out people are buying smartphones at all. They put out their numbers for Q3 
of 2020 and then they compare it to Q3 of 2019. Now, obviously, 2019 and 2020, very different years as far as what people are doing, as far as what people are buying. And uh, this time around, we do see a decline in the overall marketplace. And that decline, well, the decline comes for a variety of reasons. Obviously, global lockdown, people uh, discretionary spending, but also the Huawei factor. They were just crushing Banana Town rocket ship, as I like to say. And then Trump administration, security concerns, all the restrictions on their various vendors and companies they work with that were affecting their ability to do business. You're talking about a massive decline. So we're, we, we're going, they're down 21.3% over the same period last year, okay? Now, Apple, interestingly, is actually down a bit as well, 0.6. And then Xiaomi climbs up like 35% into the third spot surpassing Apple. So you have Samsung, Huawei still holds on to second place for now. Xiaomi, Apple, Oppo, and others. Now, a lot of people like to bring this up when I talk about market share if i talk about smartphone shipments people mm -hmm. they like to say to me hey lou not all shipments are created equal apple doesn't make super cheap smartphones in the same way that xiaomi does under its main brand and all of its sub brands i mean we got so many sub brands it's out of control yeah a lot of me's it's all the me's yeah but look these are these are real phones that are ending up in real users pockets and it's interesting to evaluate we're not talking about profits we're not talking about margins, right? We're talking about uh, overall market share. So Xiaomi goes one point ahead of Apple, now owning 12.1% of the market in Q3 2020. Apple just below there, 11.1, Oppo 8.2. Huawei holds on to 14.1, and Samsung, the big winner, with actually some growth in this quarter, uh, up 2.2% to bring its market share compared to the period, same period last year to 22% up from 20.3. How about that for a little business report? 80 million units. Jesus. Now, it is important to note here, Will, that these they flip-flop all the time depending on the quarter, depending on what's launched. Yeah. So these numbers can 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 vary and, and flop around. And when we talk about Q4, when we get those numbers, it could look a little bit different. Yep. But it's interesting nonetheless, the world, the smartphone world, it continues to change. It continues to develop. And it's always interesting to see the winners, losers, changers, mm -hmm. and those that stay the same. Mm. So it's all it's very comprehensive. It is, yeah. PlayStation 5. Reseller makes $40,000 in less than a week from selling PS5 consoles. Well, you know about the secondary market. You know these people. They're ordering up a bunch. They sit on a stockpile. They sell them for double. Mm -hmm. You ever done that? Uh, resale? Yeah. Yeah, here and there. Really? Uh, Care to explain? Uh, I think they're Pogs. <laughs> pogs! Oh, I was super into Pogs myself, as well as Slammers. Yeah. I was collecting they that stuff. Thing. Yeah. yeah, I did. I collected I collected cards at one point. I, you know, I had a lot of uh, uh, hockey cards, baseball cards at one <laughs> point in my life. I don't know what you're doing on Google right now. It's very upsetting and uh, scary, in fact. Uh, I've done it with consoles, full confession, full disclosure. When I was in my teens, uh, I remember, I guess it would have been the Xbox 360. I don't I waited in line uh. and a dude showed up and I wanted to buy it, but I actually had my girlfriend at the time with me as well. Mm. And so we had two spots in line. I was just going to pick up the extra one, mm. see what I could do with it. Somebody arrived, had drove a long way. It was before the holidays and they said, I need that right there. I need that because... 
I got the in-laws coming. I can't be talking to people. I need one of these things. And offered, I did not try to sell. He just offered for that spot in line $500. So wow. a $500 cash. markup on the thing, cash. And I was like, he was prepared. He knew because he had driven a mm -hmm. long distance. Yeah, yeah. He had to make a move. Uh, so I took it and then and then gave up the secondary spot in line. Still got my unit. So, uh, yeah, I've been on that side of it. Not on this scale. This dude apparently acquired... Over 200 units, 221 PS5s at around 500 bucks, and he's currently selling them, <clears throat> selling them for a thousand. Stands to gain, I guess, forty thousand dollars, or claims to have made nearly forty thousand so far. That's about a hundred thousand dollars on the initial upfront fee for those PS5s. He claims to have used a variety of bots in order to make these purchases. I don't know if you know about this, Will, with the sneakers. Everybody's got the bots so they can buy the right sneakers that are limited edition and then and then they come on they pop on the site and it's faster than a human can be to acquire these sneakers right right well it's like a script they shifted whoever's making those bots for sneakers recognize the same stuff is happening elsewhere on the web and they're making more generic bots that can be applied mm. to other sites including electronics game consoles and whatever happens to be uh you know the the hot product at the moment I guess especially for this, because this is such a hot ticket item. Consoles don't come out every year. Oh, very you know? hot ticket. So, I mean, good on them for trying this. Well, you say good on them, but actually people are very upset. Yes. And they say, hey, it's man, fair. this is so mean. This is so rude. It's supposed to be one per person. And it's you profiting, not Sony. Sony's rushing to try to make the things. Now, whose fault is this? I mean, it's hard to say. They're going to find ways to defeat any online ordering right. system. And the secondary market, look, supply and demand, people pay what they want to pay. They pay what they're willing to pay. So it's a bit, I'm a bit conflicted myself. I would think and I would hope that in the future, maybe these retailers can find a way to mitigate some of this. Mm -hmm. But human beings are crafty, man. I know. If they can find a way, like I yeah. said, supply and demand, wow, it's a beautiful thing. And you see it, you see it happening here. Speaking about the PS5, PS5, the PS5 controller, the DualSense, has made it its way into ASMR content. Of course. Everything makes its way. Willie, yeah. do you made your way. They take your clips off here. They put in ASMR content. They recut yeah. it. I don't know if you knew that. You haven't seen that content yet. No, not yet. It's out there, I promise. I've heard about it. Uh, yeah, and, and this is not one that I expected to see. I have to be honest, although, you know, as you said, everything ends up over there. Or maybe I said that. But the controller itself, when you put it in front of a binaural type of microphone, the controller with its various haptics and its speaker system, which is very spatial, actually makes, this makes a lot of sense, even for people who aren't into ASMR, who just want to get an experience of what this controller is like to sit in front of. And it mm -hmm. is a unique experience. And when you're playing Astro's Play World, you really get a sense for how unique it is. Yes. Yeah. Why don't you play a little bit of the clip and see if it comes through to people at all? Like he moves the controller around the ears of this binaural microphone. And I'm going to go find the dog because it's probably doing something bad. Right all right. Now. All right. Hold on. Hold the show, Will. Uh, uh oh. But I'm going to go through There's this some whole ASMR. section. Hopefully, you guys can see how it goes. Some uh, haptic feedback there. I got the dog. Okay, good. She's safe. 
I don't know what she did, but she's safe as of right now. How did that go? Uh, this show is burning. This sh it's in trouble, isn't yeah. it? That's actually a first, I think, that I left you on the mic alone. Anyway, so it turns out it's pretty cool, and it's actually functional and and useful to would-be buyers of the PlayStation. The controller is one of the, uh, or if not the biggest differentiating factor compared to the Xbox, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and this gives you... I mean, a real feeling of what it's like to sit in front of it. Yeah. When you listen to this content, believe it or not, the sound really helps. Uh, I just want to give this guy a shout out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. ASMR, uh, Matt, AS, Matt, R, ASMR. Oh, God, what is this ad? <laughs> ASMR, AS, Matt, ASM, at, R, A-T-T. -T. Shout out. It's, I mean, it's a whole thing. It's a cool idea. It's a very cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Well, he probably noticed when he got his PS5, just like I did, he probably noticed that it's a really uh, uh, sensory experience sitting in front of mm -hmm. it and feeling the vibrations and all the rest of it. So, yeah. yeah, definitely a good idea. We have a rare Apple One computer signed by Steve Wozniak coming up to auction. It was just restored in September of 2020. And uh, some expect it will fetch... 400000 maybe more than $400,000. Uh, obviously, a special computer, the computer that started it all for Apple, uh, founded by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, why did I not realize it was two, two Steves? It is two uh, Steves, yeah. right? I never, I don't know why I never noticed that. He's the second Steve. You want to start a computer company, find yourself a Steve real yeah. quick because yeah. you're probably going to be off to the races. Anyway, uh, this is a unique one because Steve Wozniak himself signed the box and it's in perfect. It's been restored to perfect condition. This is the computer that started it all, which at the time, I know you look at it, Will, and you're like, my God, what is that? At the time, that was a really integrated system because prior to that, you were actually having to uh, install your own components onto your own motherboard to get a full working motherboard shipped to you was very innovative at that moment. Right. <laughs> Believe it or not. But uh, anyways, this is coming up to auction shortly. So some collector is going to be all over this. Uh, included in the lot is a program from the 2005 UCLA event where Wozniak signed the box along with an image of the current owner with Wozniak. So that gives you proof that it's the real deal authenticated by Wozniak himself. Hmm. Uh, some of these units have sold in the past, other Apple One units, though they are, of course, becoming more rare. And uh, in the past, in 2019, a computer in Apple One sold for 500,000, although back then they expected that one to sell for 650. So maybe the 2020 thing is gonna even hurt the sale of this because collectors are pinching pennies mm. and they don't even want to put this in their museum. This would be cool to have in like a glass case at our new studio, the Apple One. Yeah. I don't like think I'm going to pull out 400, 400 grand for it though. No. You, maybe you can lend maybe me, I can, maybe you yeah. can lend me a few bucks and then sure. it won't yeah. hurt so much. I don't know. General Motors has canceled its $2 billion investment in Nikola Motors. All kinds of bad news for Nikola Motors. I don't know if you've been following the story, Will, but this guy, uh, all kinds of problems and accusations. The this CEO, guy? this is it, is it him? Is he the, the previous CEO? I think he's out now. Anyway, 
all kinds of miserable things going on with the company and the stock price has uh, has been falling sharply and confidence in the company and people were claiming the whole thing was a scheme and all kinds of nasty stuff well mm. the last this may be the one of one of the last big uh, <laughs> negative pieces of news what do they say the last pin to drop needle to what i don't the last uh do they say that this may be the final pin drop am i making pin drop that sounds familiar anyway we're gonna no. go with it i don't know if it's the final fi the final nail in the coffin yeah that's, that's i don't know <laughs> if i did i just combine it doesn't anyway look they're not going anywhere immediately but this is definitely bad news general motors really wants to rework it's a connection and relationship with Nikola. They they had a two two billion dollars will. Mm. And here's the thing: you know the Badger pickup truck that people were excited for, and they were getting the uh, pre-orders in. Uh, people were putting their deposits on it. It looked really cool. A lot of people liked the styling of it compared to some of the other offerings that were out there. Well, now the Badger is basically dead too. Mm. It's basically like rip. For the Badger, although they just say it's on pause, apparently deposits for the Badger amounted to $6.9 million, which now Nikola's going to have to refund. $6.9 million. Bucks. Imagine that refund. Wow. And, uh, and they say, look, we're going to have to pause it because a big part of our ability to do the Badger was contingent on this GM relationship because right. beyond the investment... There was going to be a working relationship that would allow them to share parts and right, right, and actually, IP. yeah, actually, I like that IP. Well done. Actually, put this thing out. So that's on pause now. It's it's bad news. Continuing bad bad news for Nikola. And and to be honest with you, Will, it's a competitive marketplace. Even these stories like this, if they can turn around, you're you're a bit nervous about this brand, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and you got other choices that also have are backed by pretty amazing investment from companies like Amazon and companies like Ford is into the Rivian and yep. and obviously Tesla's always there with their very own products. So anyway, more bad news for Nikola at the moment. McDonald's is gonna bring back the McRib on Wednesday and you looked at me and said, don't they do that all the time? Are you speaking to me like I a guy who's constantly eating the McRib? I didn't know that. And uh, and I, haven't, I can't even remember the last time I had a McRib, but you know how this goes with McDonald's. Anytime they do uh, some type of move like this, they, they're always going to get some attention because it's just that brand, isn't it, when it comes to the fast food. Oh, yeah. They recently did the collab with uh, Travis Scott. That they, people people were all fired up for that. Yeah. Cactus Jack type stuff. Yeah. Simple, but delicious. People were going through the drive-thru just saying, uh, and and, and, and the people people knew what they wanted in advance. They would just say Travis Scott. Yeah. And the people just, just scream it. Yeah, they just knew, like, man. Right away. Anyway, they're bringing back the McRib, and they've actually got a little program here to give away 10,000 free barbecue sandwiches, but only for fans who shave. Now, this was a bit weird, this promo, because I know you got really offended. You were you felt discriminated against because you have a beard, and you're mm -hmm. like, I should be able to get in the contest for the McRib. Or what about people who, like... No, don't have the point beers. is Willie Do was like just very PC. upset hearing about this shave shave part. But yeah. it's it's somehow it's a promo because they say you're gonna get sauce all over your face. So that, yeah, you can't have a beard because it's a saucy promo. Like this is the angle they're taking. I'm mm -hmm. not saying I agree with it. 
And so they want you to take a picture with a shaved face, do their hashtag, and you can win a McRib. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Will's like, isn't this excluding somebody? You just felt- Exactly, in yeah. You felt in 2020, this must be excluding somebody. I said, well, the people with beards. Uh -huh. And you know some people wear beards for religious re reasons as well. Yeah. See, you didn't go that route. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were thinking people who couldn't grow a beard couldn't shave, but exactly, pe yeah. people with a smooth face- are allowed to apply. I, I thought it was like a before and after kind of photo you have to take too. Look, here's how but. I think they're going to get away with it. They're somehow tying it into No Shave November or what some people call Movember, which yes. they do for cancer awareness and, and also for uh, fundraising mm -hmm. for cancer. I, it's somehow, it's tied together somehow mm. that maybe there's going to be a donation or some sort of collaboration because they have a word here from uh some pr from the no shave november club like now's the time to shave you were growing the thing for a good cause now you can shave and enjoy a mcrib i don't know mm -hmm. so anyway yeah are I'll you gonna are you gonna beard. are you gonna get one of these when it are you gonna try one out or what are you gonna do not not shave but i'll get one you're gonna i, I liked it you're gonna get a mcrib when it comes back but you're not ready you're not prepared to shave for no. it okay good to know yeah. You know that story about that monolith that popped up over there in uh, Utah? Yeah. That big metal structure? Yeah. Well, it, it just, first of all, it disappeared. It's Out gone. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it's gone. Somebody quietly yeah. got rid of it and, and somehow wasn't captured on video doing so. Uh, we talked about it on a previous episode, obviously. And... Uh, now, somebody was inspired by this monolith, and it, I find it is very inspirational. I kind of want one in the studio. Photos put one in there in a Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, look, she found a, the puppy found a ball, and she's just having a time over there now. Oh, look at that. Having he, a good time. I was thinking she's going to be doing, like, destroying something. Yeah. She just went and found a ball, and is playing politely, and I appreciate that. Uh, so I was inspired by it. Fotis was inspired by it. 2001 Space Odyssey, Monolith, Arthur C. Clarke. Tons of history, origin, story. I love this stuff. Yeah. And uh, now somebody in Romania was also inspired. Uh, what do you think? Let me ask you something, Will. What's that? Do me a favor and look at the photo of the monolith in Romania. If you don't mind. Oh, by the Not way, shout one. out to Fotis. He put the monolith, the, the new monolith, inside of our new studio space. Looks Perfect. good there. It looks yeah. great. Looks good there. Yeah. Uh, but look at the monolith in Romania and, and the atmosphere, the surrounding region with the mountains and all the rest of it. And tell me, which setting do you like better for the monolith? Hmm. Utah or Romania? They're quite different. Yeah. And if you actually scroll down on the Romania one, you might get a better... Like, see how it goes down the cliff? Oh, you yeah. you like the Utah one better. I think I might. Um, but, I I mean, this one looks great. It's very scenic. Mm -hmm. This one looks more mysterious. Oh, okay. Okay. So Utah, nowhere. more mysterious. Romania, more scenic. Well, apparently that one was placed in an important area of Romania. It was found on Batka... Domne Hill in the city of Piatra Numpt in northern I said that horribly someone's angry in northern Romania now it's important it's a few meters away from a well-known archaeological landmark the Petradova Dacian Fortress 
which is the oldest Whoa. historical monument in that area. Very cool. So there's probably some sort of connection there. Now, who knows, Will? Maybe we're going to see these things popping up all over the world. Yeah, to summon the uh, alien gods. The aliens come back. They're like, hey, those are the, that's a, those are our monoliths. Yeah, we'll yeah. just take them. they like, those look good. We'll take those with us. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the aliens, giant fireballs spotted over the night sky in Japan. This was so bright, it lit, it lit up the whole city, this thing. They say it was as bright as a full moon. They haven't seen them this bright very often. It also made a loud noise. Uh, it's believed to be something called a bolide, a type of shooting star compared to a full moon for its brightness. Oh. And I was looking at the images. I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, okay. You're not impressed? But then I looked at the video and I was like, well, first of all, I looked at the video and the music. The music really got me going on the video. I don't okay. know if you can play. Maybe you can play like a second of the music just so people know what I'm talking about. Okay. Just just okay. play like maybe like four seconds of the music. If you can. I don't know. Are you set up for that right now? I mean, I guess so. Oh, you're scared. You don't want to do it. Can they hear the music right now and I can't? I uh, I don't see uh, audio. I'm just gonna play it on my. Oh, there you go. Out of nowhere. It's like a mixture. It's like a pumped up version of X Files, mixed with Ugh. Japan news. Anyway, yeah. it's lovely. And this, but you can leave the music off and just play back the clip. Now you can see this thing exploding in the night sky, and just it looks like a. Look at how it lights up this whole little town over here. Bang! Oh. I mean, if you, me and you were just chilling and we saw that, we would think it was some sort of a bomb or something yeah. like this. Yeah. Well, look at this particular spot. Look at that. Wham! Lights up the whole deal. Wow. Anyway, apparently these things happen every so often. So uh, there's so someone somewhere in the world is like, Lou, it's just a, just a bolide. I look at that every day. I look at those every night. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, fine. I haven't seen it. What is that. it called? A bolide? B-O-L-I-D-E. Bolide? Bolide? Oh. I don't know. Okay. How do you want to pronounce that? B-O-L-I-D-E. Yeah. Bo bolide? Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. We're done. We have it. Uh, that's the that's the news for today.